Welcome to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Bobby Howe. And I'm Alex Gehring, coming to you from a phone. And why are you coming to us from a phone today, Alex? You know what? That's the craziest thing about this business. We all have a million things going on at once. And so uh, I double booked myself. You know, so it's we all do things, but we're making it work and it's all going to be okay. Yep. That's what we do. That's That's, what we learned during COVID. We learned to pivot, pivot, pivot. You just keep pivoting. That's what we're doing. We're making it work. We make things work. That's right. Well, how have you been, Bobby? Well, you know, it's been it's been a busy week uh, for me. Uh, Just got back late last night from Missouri State meetings and I was installed as president elect of Missouri Realtors. So I'm having an okay week. I mean, apparently I'm having a better week than you, Alex. I mean, I'm I'm actually having a great week. It's just uh, I I like having lots of appointments. So all right, tell me about uh, MR. So uh, how did everything go with the conference? All, was, all good stuff. Is it done? It's done. So we run. Uh, we used to run a Wednesday to Friday, and now we run Tuesdays to Thursdays, which actually I kind of like. Um, it's really nice. But one of the people that we had come speak to us was um, our good friend Katie Johnson, NAR Chief Legal Officer. And she gave us an update on the lawsuit and everything that's going on. And I know, Alex, you stay really engaged with everything. And so maybe you already knew this, but somehow I had missed it. Um, The latest update on the case is that ever since the the juror's decision, I'm not going to say the final decision because that has not been levied down yet, but ever since the juror's decision here in Kansas City, there's been 10 copycat cases that have come out. And the most recent update is that all 10 cases want to come together. It's called centralization. And they want to have that case held right here in Kansas City. Craziness. Yeah. So that's the latest update that we're looking for. And then I just was on a Zoom earlier today and a lawsuit just came out in California naming um, the National Association and 35 other entities. So um, that's, you know, but we, we expected California to get thrown into this at some point in time. I'm kind of amazed that California wasn't one of the first ones to get thrown into this. Um, but then one of the things that Katie said is that the the they've um, the judge will make his uh, final ruling um, likely sometime the end of March, the beginning of April. Um, and that at that point in time, we're hoping that he just throws out the judgment, but we don't actually think that will happen. And then at that point in time, then our appeals can take place. The appeals likely... Um, we're not going to hear anything back from that, whether the the, the panel, um, the appeals panel that will look at that, we'll probably not make a decision on the appeal until the end of this year, the beginning of next year. And then the other update is that the Anywhere Brands and the Remax settlement should be um, finalized May 20th, I believe was the date that's planning on the finalization of that. So it's going to be a few more months before we really see anything coming, but that's that's the latest and greatest on the um, infamous lawsuit. Yeah. And that's if everything does get finalized. on. Stocks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's so many things. Everything's up in the air right now. I'm yeah. not even worrying about it, to be honest with you. And anything we can do about it, it's uh, we're just going to keep doing the right thing. And well, uh, here in Kansas City, I think we've been doing the right thing for uh, for a long time. And that's what Katie was just continue doing what you're doing because we're doing the right thing. Um, But also, unless or until 
the plaintiff's attorney request an injunctive relief ruling, really the 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 case, the, the Kansas City one, there's no rule changes that come about as a part of this lawsuit. It's no. literally monetarily only. There's no changes. They just want some money, which that's, I think, the part that's the craziest for me is you've you've come after us, you've done all this stuff, but you just want our money. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Um, Interesting. I have to tell you, Alex, and I don't I don't know if you know this, but maybe you do. But I am so super excited for our guest today. And do you know why? Uh, because she's from St. Joseph. Not only is our guest from St. Joseph. I graduated high, high school. school with her. I graduated high school together. CHS class of 97, we had biology together our sophomore year. And on Pi Day, we have to tell Amber that on Pi Day, we had to do a project together. And so, or a lab thing. And so I am super excited not only to have a fellow St. Joseph fan <laughs> on the podcast today, but to have a high school friend on the podcast. And the fact that I, I love it. You guys, I, and I let you guys know when I graduated high school. So I've literally just dated myself now. So it's how we all know how old Bobby is. She graduated high school in the 90s. It was the end of the 90s, but it was the 90s. So, <laughs> and you guys went to school with Eminem, right? Didn't you guys like graduate high school with Eminem? No, Eminem went to Savannah. So, no, we went to St. Joe. <laughs> Eminem went to Savannah. So, no, we did not go to school with, with Eminem, but he is in people's yearbooks around here. So, I have friends that have him in their Marshall Mathers at that time. Um, I he does have them wow. in their yearbook. So, but you know what? Before we get um, Amy on here, and what's funny is we haven't even said who our guest's name is yet. We just keep talking about her. Um, before we have a, uh, Heartland MLS president, Amy Volts on, guess what I have, Alex? Oh, you have a book bit. Oh my God, I do. Can you can you do the song in your car? Oh, hold on. Before we go there, I have to say, I just saw Kevin Sears above your shoulder. Yes, he's always been there. Well, yeah, I know, but he's now the president of the National Association of Realtors. Yeah, funny story about that. <laughs> the, <laughs> the week that all of that went down, that you know Tracy resigned and Kevin took over as president, he called me like a couple of days later, and I answered the phone. Hello, Mr. President. Bad call. Don't answer the phone. Hello, Mr. President. To Kevin Sears for like another month or so. Like he's still, <laughs> we're still working through that right now. He's fine. Okay, no worries. <laughs> Got it. Didn't mean to bring that up. Do 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 do. Bobby's book bit. Casey, I tried to go a little softer oh, this time since I tried to break the time. microphone last time. So we're Amber gave me the the okay sign, so I must be doing okay. So the book that bit that I have for you this time is "Die with Zero by Bill Perkins. Um, "Die with Zero is just about keeping an eye on meaningful experiences our relationships and the limited time we have on this earth versus just piling up a bunch of wealth in a bank account. Uh, the quote from the book is, first of all, yes, you certainly can leave money to the people and causes that you care about. But the truth is that those people and causes would be better off getting your wealth sooner rather than later. So why you're waiting? And I was like, ooh, that's a good quote there from that. So the three lessons from the book is lesson one, a good life comes with meaningful memories, remarkable experiences, not with more cash. Um, instead of spending your life savings um, 
spending your entire life saving everything for your retirement, you should keep saving and live a life full of experiences. The greatest investment you can make is in yourself and your life experiences. The main idea behind this book is to live a fulfilling life today as well as into the future. My second lesson from the book is die with zero while still taking care of your children's inheritance. Now, the point isn't to spend everything before you die or leave your kids with no inheritance. However, what if you were to give them money throughout their life? They could use it while they're young adults and make a better life out of it or invest them in experiences. The point is to be smart about your money choices while still securing your financial future. And then finally, lesson three, securing your financial future and a steady retirement might actually be easier than you think. As you start investing and buying assets, aka houses, your money will grow um, through the power of compound interest. And to harness the power of interest, you just need to automate payments towards your broker of choice and invest in assets like a house or an apartment that will grow in its value over time. And as you set this money aside for your retirement, it will accrue interest. Now you'll need to compute how much of it you need to live comfortably for a year and multiply it with round valuables such as 20 years. Um, and that's what I love is because my thing is what's my why, what's why am I in business? And it's to have incredible life experiences with my little boy. You know, my mom died with a lot of money in the bank, but she didn't have a lot of life experiences. So use that money that you're earning to go live a full life and to help the people around you have more full lives while still giving them a little bit of something, um, when you're gone and having a retirement egg set up for yourself. So that's die with zero by Bill Perkins. I like it. That's really good, especially for real estate agency here. We're bad at retiring. Oh God, we're horrible at retiring. That's horrible. My mom always had a sign, and I've said this a couple of times to other people who had had generational parents in real estate. The parents all had the same sign, but my mom had this sign that hang, hung in her office. It said, old realtors don't retire. They just grow listless. Oh, Ugh. <clears throat> man. Real estate humor. Uh, it's like whenever Oof. I tell someone they're the asbestos. You're the asbestos. So he's like, I'm a cancer causing <laughs> agent. I was like, no, it's a real estate joke. It's fine. And on that note, we need to go get our guest, Amy Volts. Let's get Amy. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. Bobby and I are here with our friend, Amy Volts, the 2024 president of Heartland Multiple Listing Service. Amy, how are you? Hello, I am happy to be here. Happy to see uh, you. Amy, just so you We're know, before you came you. on, um, as a part of our intro, I dimed us out as having gone to high school together, but I said what year we graduated, and then I immediately regretted it because now everyone knows how old we are. So just, I'm going to tell you what, though, I think the two of us have aged pretty well. Uh, for, Very well. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, compared to some other people, doing pretty good so yeah considering yeah, the fact I that so. i started kindergarten in in 1997 uh, yeah Shut you guys are, oh oh that information that bobby and i needed to hear <laughs> <laughs> amy so the way that we normally get started with people is we i at least me i don't know about alex i don't really care about alex in this particular moment right now um but one of the ways <laughs> that we i'm kidding one of the ways that we love to get started is i love hearing people's life stories um 
obviously you're from St. Joe like me, but tell me a little bit about like before you got into real estate, what did you do and why did you end up getting into real estate? Okay. That's a great question. Um, well, I got into real estate fairly young. I was 20, wait, well, I guess not that young. I was 28. Um, my kids were two and four at the time, 2007. So here I am. Great time to get in real estate, Amy. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, um, I had always just envisioned myself, even in high school, I always wanted to work for myself and, um, I've always been pretty good at sales here and there. Um, I, I really liked working with people, which, you know, the old cliche people in houses, but, um, no, I think a lot of it was, I could just envision myself doing this and, um, funny that you bring that up because I really felt like I was walking in the door of real estate as everyone else was running out. (laughs) So, um, I think in a lot of ways that really helped me. Um, I was up for the challenge. I hadn't experienced anything else. And so, you know, I, it took me almost a year to have my first sale in real estate. And, but I, I think it really poised me for a long longevity in this career um, because I, I really did have to, have to educate myself and I had a lot of time to do it. I think that's got to resonate with a lot of the agents that have gotten in the business in the last year and a half too. I mean, the the market changed pretty dramatically and they have to hone real sales skills in order to be successful in here, just like you had to back in 2007-08. I mean, that's, that's uh, and you, you guys ended up stronger as a result of that. Absolutely. Yes. Sure. I think, I think that that um, adversity really did um, help me and you do, you have to focus in. And I think that those that will do well in the next two to five years in, in real estate are those that are focused. You know, I, I always knew I wanted it to be my full-time job um, in my career. And so um, I'm actually really kind of looking forward to this slowdown in the market. Um, I get to, you know, I always say I get to bring out my bag of tricks again, you know, um, a lot of us really get to, um, use our marketing skills again, where, you know, 2020 to 2022, things were selling so quickly that we really didn't get a chance to have, you know, 30 or so days of marketing. Yeah. And I firmly believe anybody that can cut their teeth during 07 to 2010 and cut their teeth right now in this industry, they're destined for a great career and a very long career and a highly successful one. Um, it's these people that get in when the market is easy and then when it shifts, it's just, they don't even know what to do. They don't know how to act. Um, Amy, tell us a little bit about your leadership journey, because you're not just in sales. You're not just working for yourself. You also developed along the leadership path, much like Alex and myself. So why did you decide to go down the leadership journey and how did you get to where you are now as a Heartland MLS president? Well, you know, that's kind of been a long journey. Um, there are days where I really don't think I've been in the, you know, it still feels like I haven't been in the business that long. And I look back and I think, wow, this is year 17. Okay. So um, as you know, I'm from St. Joseph. Um, I'm a chapter member and, you know, St. Joseph for over a hundred years had their own association, SJRER. So I was tapped early on in my career um, to serve on the board of directors there. And I served on a lot of different committees. I chaired a lot of committees 
Um, I was pretty heavily involved in the MLS committee for SJRER um, when we did our merger with KCRER. And so that's how I got my first seat on the board at Heartland MLS. Um, I had been serving as a Missouri State Director since about 2015 as well. So um, I truly enjoy my state leadership as well. Um, but this was just a brand new path for me. And I was excited to be welcomed on Heartland MLS. And that was part of what we negotiated as the first chapter of KCRAR. Um, and honestly, that's something that I've stuck with. That's something I ran for uh, or used it for my platform when I ran for treasurer of Heartland MLS is that um, I think that we need to keep a lot of diversity on our boards. Um, and that diversity comes in a lot of different ways. And, you know, a lot of people don't think about it, but it comes geographically as well. Um, Absolutely. So I've really enjoyed my time on Heartland MLS. And um, I felt like a few years ago, it was time for me to run for executive team. My kids are getting a little older and, you know, I'm, I'm set in my real estate business. I have a wonderful assistant and I've got some people on my team to help me out so that I can spend more time in leadership. I still remember that phone call with you um, when you made that decision. Um, I believe I was at a Missouri Realtors event at the time. Um, I was in the basement of the Intercontinental. Yes. Um, and I, I just remember that and you're like, I'm ready. I'm going to do this. And I was so incredibly proud of you. So, um, and I continue to remain so incredibly proud of you. Um, I mean, we go back so long, but just watching you and your, I mean, mine was, I don't want to say my, my journey was easy. It's definitely not easy, but having been a, a part of real estate my entire life and I couldn't escape it, but for someone else to choose this industry and to just come up the way you have, I'm just, I've just been so, so proud of you. Very mama bear of you, even though we're the same age. So it's fine. <laughs> no, I really appreciate that. And, you know, you were a big part of it too. You know, I, not only did I see you succeeding in the leadership path, but um, you gave me some guidance and, you know, really gave me a realistic view of what that would look like. And, you know, you hear a lot of people in leadership say this, and it's so true. It just takes that one little push, that nudge, you know, just put that seed in someone's head and make them think, yes, you know, why can't I go do that? You know, I, I would be perfect for that. So when I you survey that. most leaders, how did you get involved? The answer is usually someone asked me. And so Absolutely. I think yeah, that sure. and, and as, as current leaders, we have a duty and a responsibility to tap that next generation to, you know, you need to get involved. You need to get involved. And it's easy to, to get wrapped up on our own stuff and to get away from that. Yes. No, I completely agree. Well, Amy, we've gotten to serve together on Heartland Multiple Listing Service, and I am now an official full-on has-been uh, from Heartland MLS, and, and happy to, to be that. Um, and uh, so I, I really am kind of a stranger now to, to that committee, and I'm wondering, what is next for Heartland MLS? What, uh, what are your goals for that organization in the coming year? Oh, goodness. I have many. Um <laughs> I have so many that I actually, you know, set out an outline for the year. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, as everyone in the industry knows, um, there are some potential changes happening. Um, there's a there's a big spotlight on MLS right now. 
Um, and I think that it's just a wonderful opportunity, um, kind of two part as a realtor. I think it's a wonderful opportunity. All these changes are a wonderful opportunity for us to continue to educate and engage with our clients and, you know, really lay out what this process is of buying and selling a home. And then on the MLS side, um, I think that we are kind of the the quiet system that works in the background. You know, there's a lot going on. Our board is is wonderful um, and we're very hardworking. We work a lot on innovative new products and policy. Um, and I would like to see us showcase that more, um, both to uh, the public and also to our subscribers. So Amy, yeah. let's, you brought up our, our MLS subscribers. What yes. advice would you have for our MLS subscribers who's not utilizing the full benefits of all the tools and resources that we offer through the MLS? It's kind of like the person has a CRM that just puts names in it and doesn't do anything else with it. Yes, yes. Well, I really encourage um, our subscribers to pay attention the next three to six months. We have some really exciting, innovative tools that... Um, Heartland MLS researched and approved in 2023 that will be rolling out at the beginning of this year. Um, I think that you'll find before you go to external sources, I would suggest, you know, go internally, look on the KCRAR site, <laughs> look in the Heartland MLS site, look at all of the tools that your membership is already affording you before you think you maybe need to go out and get um, the shiny new thing that you see online for $99 a month. Um, for instance, Broker Bay uh, just came out with a really exciting tool in December. I, I understand that we had we had our bumps with Broker Bay in 2023, um, many of which were, you know, unforeseen. But um, I am impressed with the way that the company listened to us and handled our complaints and um, is really starting to strive for some of the things that we asked for and negotiated in the beginning, um, one of which is uh, some real-time analytics. We have um, market insights now, which is um, something that is improving every day. And um, I think we'll have some education rollout on that soon. A person can go in and see, you can drill it down by city, county, or zip code. And you can put in your price range and you can put in um, the listing dates and you can see how many times the properties on average have been shown in that area. And that's going to be really beneficial to, you know, sellers that have been on the market a little while and they want to see, OK, is this a is this a price issue or is it just merely, you know, a slowdown in the market these last couple of weeks? Um, it helps buyers make more informed decisions when making offers. So that's an exciting one. Um, we have one home coming out too, which is a brand new um, client portal that is very user-friendly. It's very, what I would call pretty. That's a lot of really neat um, listing insights for our clients, but I think that um, us as members are really going to love using it as well. Um, we've got another one called Lundy also that we'll be rolling out soon. Um, this one's really exciting for a lot of different reasons. Um, 
it's going to syndicate our MLS data and um, be able to be accessed um, by voice, like using Alexa-enabled products. So this not only um, satisfies a lot of ADA and uh, fair housing compliances, um, it's also, I think, going to have some secondary uses to just to make it really convenient and easy for subscribers to use the MLS. Amy, all those things you're talking about, such great, awesome resources that we have. But I, I get really excited about getting the reports back and I'm, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to say the wrong one. Showing timer CSS. We used to have those great, robust reports that we used all the time that broke down the showings by area or by price point. And it was so easy to use those with your sellers to make adjustments. So I'm so happy to see us getting those reports back because those can be utilized at such a, a high, high level um, to do your job and to do it so much better. Absolutely. Um, I could go on for an hour, probably just on the different uses and, and, you know, data sets that you can get out of that. But I have to give a lot of props to Alex on that because he was very vocal and instrumental in, in us getting that and telling Broker Bay, you know, when our, um, when our time was showing time was up mm -hmm. and uh, we started doing these negotiations, he was very vocal about that. And um, I think that you will see that the, the tool will continue to improve. And um, I just hope that we can get the word out to everyone because it is, it is, it's, you know, essential for what we're doing right now. And it's very timely in our market since we are slowing down a little bit. We really need to provide our subscribers with these tools um, so that we can show, you know, definitely show our sellers, you know, what's happening in real time in the market. Alex vocal. That's such a weird thing. I would have never <laughs> guessed Alex being vocal about anything, really. There's the podcast persona and then there's the other one. You know, I got two. <laughs> and now apparently you're Italian from New York. I don't even know what just happened there. Forget about it. I'm really scared there for like a half second. Sir, that's um, the third. Yeah, I um, Amy, I have a question for you. And we asked this same question, essentially, of Cindy Cunningham, the KCRAR board president, when she was on here. Um, but we had a recent incident, and I, but it's not the first time. We hear it a lot. Um, of one of our members posting on Facebook that we just don't listen to our members and give them the things that they want. We just, we don't even research anything. Just staff's running everything and we don't listen to members. What would you say to that? I would say, I guess, first and foremost, um, I I would love for anyone that has these concerns, please reach out to me or anyone else that you feel comfortable with on our board, especially on the executive team. Um, obviously, those of us that, that serve and, and put in so many of our personal hours into this know that that's not the case. Um, but... It's, but we listen, we hear this. And actually, you know, I, I think I know what you're talking about. And I did read that thread. And from it, like some people had some, some great product suggestions in there. And I would want them to know that those are in my notes and that is in my plan. And it's already been discussed. And, you know, there are, there are a million ways to bring light to things. I just, you know, encourage people be positive, be vocal, um, come to me. If, if it's not something that, you know, myself or Cindy take care of personally, we can 
point you in the right direction. But um, we do vet a lot of products for every product that the the board approves. We probably looked at, you know, at least two or three that were similar to it, and then probably a dozen more that just didn't make sense for for what our subscribers are asking for. Yes, I think back to the leaders that we've had, both KCRAR and Heartland MLS, going back even like the last, t- I mean, I could probably go back for forever, but if I just specifically think of specific faces, I can go back about 10 years on both sides. And I don't know any of those people to ever been people that would shut someone down and not want to listen to them. We, this is our association. Our members are paying their money to our association to keep the doors mm-hmm. open, essentially. And we want to provide the services that they want and they need. And I I don't know any of us that have never listened to them. And so I, you hit the nail on the head, like, just reach out to me. and Or I read that thread and now I've taken notes and we're already having conversations about it. We're open to these things. We're not just closed-minded. And it gets me a little frustrated sometimes when people are just get like that. Yes. I mean, and I guess to add to that as well, um, we do travel. We go to um, very, you know, on the MLS board, we go to MLS specific um, conferences. We are meeting with these vendors. We are looking at them firsthand. You know, we're coming, we're taking a lot of notes and we're coming back and we're saying, okay, well, what did we find that we think we want to delve into? You know, there's several demos that happen, you know, there, there's a lot into the process of considering, you know, products that we're going to bring to our members because we want to, you know, we want to stretch their dollar. Um, and we also want to provide comprehensive products that everyone is going to enjoy. And also realizing that everyone isn't the same type of agent. So we try to have, you know, some variety in there that, you know, every single agent's going to find something that a tool that they can use and take back. And I, I have to put a shout out to Rob Wagner too, because he really does the the bulk of that legwork um, with the vendors and, you know, seeking things out and bringing products back to our products and services committee. Also someone who's not very vocal. No, <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Rob would rather, you know, put his head down and get the job done, I think. <laughs> but he also can talk a lot too. Oh, yes. To yes. He yeah. can talk the, forever. Except for if you get him into board yes. <laughs> Until you get him into those board meetings, right? <laughs> exactly. He can explain everything. And you're like, I was lost like seven minutes ago, yes. Rob. Yes. Bring yes. it back down. Bring it down. <laughs> seven minutes. That's short. I know. I was being nice. <laughs> Said with Sorry, love, Rob. to be clear, I'm be saying this with love because he's just, he's a genius and he just knows so much that you're just like, yeah, yeah yes. I, 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 I'm not being like mean with that. I'm being serious. He is so smart with all that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he spends hours a day, you know, researching this. And yeah, so he's, he's, he definitely helps us in that process. He's invaluable. Have there. we backpedaled enough, Rob? Have we backpedaled enough? <laughs> is it okay? Bobby, Bobby's not sure. All right. Well, Amy, I I do have to say I uh, it is bittersweet to be off of the board because I enjoyed spending a lot of time with you and uh, and with the rest of that committee, getting to know you guys and um, and what you were saying earlier about about how much time we we really spend and uh, uh, vetting products, but also 
looking at rule changes and figuring out the best way that um, national association rules and all of that, how they're interpreted here at the local level and how we can make sure we're, we're compliant in every way, shape or form. Uh, all of those things, it's all problem solving that we all get to do together. So I just want to tell you how much I enjoyed spending time with you and with that whole group and all of the problem solving that we got to do together. For me, that's how I build relationships with people is through problem solving. It's the easiest way to do it. And so I feel like I've got a lot of really strong friends and uh, uh, that I met in there and, and I count in, in that group. So um, thanks for being with us today. Um, that, I'm not trying to close it out because Bobby always has the, the most important final question. Uh, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, it's great to see your face and I hope that I get to see you uh, very soon as well. Alex, I appreciate that. And I, you will be missed, not just by me, but by everyone this year. And you did a great job in your presidency. And I also kind of feel like you just asked if you could be on a, on a committee or a task force this year. That's, that's what I was hearing. I didn't. That's funny. I, didn't. I heard the no. same thing. I, no. No. <laughs> so Amy, I want to be respectful of your time. And we're coming up towards the end of the time that we've asked of you today. But my last question that I always love to ask all of our guests is, what else? What else should we have asked you? What else do you want our listeners to know? What else do you want to talk about? Oh, goodness. Um, I Let's see. I think that, you know, we are all going to need um, a positive and collaborative um, mindset going into the next few years in real estate. Mm -hmm. um, like I said earlier, if you have an idea, if you wonder, hey, why haven't we ever done this or have you seen this cool product that, you know, my my friend out in Nevada is using or what have you, um, you know, speak up. There there are no stupid questions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that that's how great ideas are born. So, um, you know, stay open, stay collaborative, stay, you know, in that abundant mindset. And I think that we're all going to have a fantastic year. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for your time here today, Amy. We really do appreciate you coming and joining us and you are welcome to be a podcast guest anytime. So if there's any new major releases and you want to come let everybody know about it, you let them come know about it. We, we got you back and we'll, we'll have you back again. Gladly. Maybe that time we can all be in person. Yeah. Alex will be yes. on his phone. <laughs> well, I truly enjoyed this guys. Thank you so much. It was fun to hang out with my friends.